Come on. Hey, I want to talk about something that's really close to my heart and something that's been on my, I guess, on my heart for quite a while. And it, it, it kind of came to me. Um, it kind of came to me as I was thinking through what my testimony was and, and what my story was. And for any of you who know me, and, and many of you have known me since before I can remember, uh, growing up in this church, uh, I guess my testimony was one of, of, I guess, growing up always having some kind of foundation of faith. I don't have one of those testimonies where it was like, I was just doing some wildlife and all of a sudden it turned around. And, and those testimonies are amazing. Uh, if you've got one of those testimonies, be so proud of that and make sure you share it. Uh, but I remember as a kid feeling like, oh man, what is my story? Like, I grew up in church and, uh, you know, sometimes Sunday school was hard um, and... <laughs> And sometimes, you know, I was naughty in Sunday school. Like, I was like, do I really have this powerful testimony? And, and I was just reflecting on what, what is it, it about my faith that's been powerful? And, and, and one thing I couldn't get away from was the thought of how consistently I have felt hope in my life. I just looked back and it was like, I, I really feel that in times where I shouldn't have had hope, I really had hope. And that's what I want to speak about this morning a little bit. As we come around this time of Easter, I just want to talk about how Easter is an incredible time for hope. And before we get there, I just meant to mention a couple of really cool things um, that have been happening in the life of the church. One thing that I was just really personally encouraged by this morning, talking to a life group leader, and he was talking about how most of the guys in his um, life group are really experiencing financial breakthrough. So one of them got a really amazing promotion, a couple of other ones getting of other ones kind of securing some other streams of income. And I just wanted to encourage people with that. that that, that, that's what God's doing. And if you need that, hey, why don't you grab onto it and believe when God does something in the church, the church is the people. So let's believe that he's doing it in all of our lives, not just in a few. Uh, and the other thing was we had our community Easter egg hunt yesterday, which was incredible. It was such an amazing time. So much fun. Kids ate way too much chocolate. Um, River was like buzzing at nine o'clock last night, <laughs> like, but it was great. This is not to put you off from bringing your kids. Um, and and I just, just a great encouragement. We had about 10 new families come from the community, and which is, which is super exciting. And a bunch of them said that they're going to be here today. And looking around, I can see a few of them. So I think, why don't we give them a great big welcome? It's great to have you here with us today. And make sure if you see a new face in the foyer, say hello. Um, help them grab a coffee and stuff like that. But, but God is doing good things. All right, back to the message. Hope, hope, hope. Hey, I was thinking about hope. So I was thinking about how it's a big part of my story. And I was thinking about how it's kind of hard to explain the feeling of hope. I don't know if you've ever had to, if you thought about it, how would you put it into words? That, that feeling of having hope. And as I was trying to put words to it, it reminded me of, of when I was, uh, when Talitha and I were on our honeymoon and we went to Thailand because back then you could travel overseas. And we went on this crazy kind of expedition. We went on a boat that uh, kind of, we were on an island. And then we went out to this other like outcrop of islands that were so far away you couldn't see them, right? It was like over the horizon. And when we got there, there was this trek up a mountain. And I've got, I've got a couple of pictures of it here today. It was a hardcore trek, all right? I, when I thought of hiking, I thought of Picnic Point. Like, I thought of wheelchair accessible, like, pretty well flat. In Thailand, I guess they don't do workplace health and safety on the islands. It was just like a rope and rocks was what it was. And it was this, this really crazy experience as we were climbing because... It was a hectic climb. It wasn't, it wasn't relaxing. It was like, this is full on. And I think there's, there's another photo there um, as we hiked to the top. And it was this really contrasting experience of hard work and effort. And like, we want to get to the top, but it's difficult. And I remember 
kind of having that, kind of being out of breath. And we got to the top where the, the most crazy part of the climb was. It was like, it was so unsafe. It was like, hold on a rock, hold on to a rope or fall to your death kind of, kind of experience. And we got to the top and we got to this viewing platform and I got the view that was there when we got there. And it was just the most breathtaking view. And it kind of reminded me a little bit of what hope is like, because we went from tired to refreshed. We went from like just eyes on the, the struggles and the challenges and the rocks in front of us to a broad perspective. We went from just narrowly viewed in on the jungle around us to, oh my goodness, we can see 360 degrees of ocean. And, and I think that's a little bit like what the feeling of hope is like. It's, just, it's contrasted by the challenges. It's contrasted by the trials. It's, it's coming out of the jungle onto the beach, right? It's, it's stepping, it's that feeling when you're on a plane and you come through the tight clouds into the above the clouds and all of a sudden my, my horizons are broadened. And, and, and scripture actually talks about this is what happens when we put our hope in Jesus. It says in Isaiah 40 verse 31, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Come on, is anyone encouraged by that scripture? Isn't that amazing? That's, I think you should praise God for that. That's encouraging. But I love that picture that when we hope in God, our strength returns, our perspective returns. All of a sudden, I'm making process, I'm making progress and there's an ease to it. Even though it might be challenging, my strength has returned because I've put my hope in Jesus. You know the feeling of going to bed kind of excited for the next day? It's that feeling when your alarm goes off and you don't snooze eight times. You just jump out of bed and you're excited. Come on, who wants to live life with that kind of feeling? A few of us, yeah? I think a few of us kind of want to feel that. You want to bounce out of bed and and here we go ready for the day. And Easter, I think, is the, the ultimate sign, the ultimate moment where we can celebrate that we have hope that death does not have the final say that Jesus does. It's confirmation that my circumstance, my situation isn't final. I can have hope and be heading into a bigger and better place, into the full life that God is inviting me into. Now, I was was journaling in Psalms this week, and this verse really stood out to me. It's in Psalm 30 verse 3. It said, You brought me up out of the grave, O Lord. You kept me from falling into the pit of death. Isn't that just just an amazing verse around the time of Easter? But practically for our lives, God wants to bring us up out of the grave and keep us from falling back into a place of despair. And and this is how God wants our life to be, a life full of hope. But I don't know, if we're honest, if we can be really honest, sometimes life feels a little bit more like the pit than it does like eagle's wings. Can anyone relate to that this morning? Sometimes it's like, yeah, I want to have this hope that's on eagle's wings, but I kind of feel a little bit more like I'm in the pit. I kind of feel like it's dark. I can't really see where I'm going. It's like the only thing I can see is what's immediately around me. Sometimes life can feel like the pit. Sometimes the decisions I make or the circumstances I find myself in lead me into the pit. Feelings of 
maybe fear or feeling down or anxious or guilt and shame or, you know, just that feeling of, oh, it's going to be one of those days again. Have you ever had one of those days where it's like just everything goes wrong? And it's, it's, it's just like a combination of, you know, my, my trigger is when the kids knock over their glass of milk. I don't know why milk makes such a big mess. It's like this much milk in a kid's cup hits the ground and all of a sudden the kitchen is white. It's like, oh, it's going to be, it's going to be one of those days. You open the dishwasher and all the kids' plates have flipped upside down and filled with water. It's like, oh, it's going to be one of those days. I think we can sometimes relate to feeling like we're in the pit. But hey, I really believe that you can live a life of hope. I can see it for you. I can see you full of joy, not held down by life and walking into the fullness of life that God has for you. Is anyone with me this morning? Do you want that kind of life? I want that kind of life. And I want to look at it this morning. That's why I've called the message out of the hole and into hope. Turn the person beside you and say out of the hole and into hope. Hey, you guys are really obedient. I love that. That's so good. Well, that's something we do in the 6 p.m., and I wasn't sure if people would do it this morning, but that's good. Out of the hole and in to hope. And, and I want to take a little bit, I guess, of a macro look at the Easter story, a bit looking at the big picture and pull out what I believe are three reasons that we can have hope, three things that should give us hope. Hope being a confident expectation that of what God has promised. It's living with confidence that God has got my back. Don't you want to live with confidence of hope, with the confidence of hope? I do. I know you're with me. It's great. You're excited this morning. I can feel it. The first thought, and I just want to look at that psalm about being in the pit and coming out of the pit, and staying out of the pit. The first thing I see in that scripture is that Jesus is with me in the pit. This is good news. If you feel like you're in the pit, you're not alone in the pit. Jesus is with me in the pit. And the pit in that, the, the, the Hebrew which that psalm is written in, it talks about the place of the dead, or a place of hopelessness, a place where vision dies, and perspective is lost and all I can see is what's immediately around me and it doesn't look good. But I love that it says in that scripture, it says, you brought me up out of the pit. And I think the picture is Jesus coming close. Jesus being the hope that is with us even in the pit. I mean, that's what the Easter story kind of is. It's starting at Christmas where God was no longer distant, but Jesus came to show, no, God is close. God is with you. You're not alone. Jesus not standing off and saying, oh, look, I can't come near that mess. Actually, I've got to enter into that mess and start to write a better story. So the good news is if you feel like you're in a pit, you're not alone. God is with you. Jesus is with you, even in the darkest pit. I think that's the question often we, we, we have in tough times. Where is Jesus in the challenge? Where, where's Jesus in the tough time? I love what it says in Psalm 34, 18. It says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. And he saves those who are crushed in spirit. Hey, do you feel crushed? Jesus is with you. Hey, do you feel brokenhearted? God is not far from you. Isn't that a beautiful picture? When we go through a, a, a tough time, God doesn't step back and say, well, deal with it. Jesus actually steps into our brokenness and says, you can have hope in the midst of whatever circumstance that you might find yourself in. Jesus doesn't leave me in the pit. He is with me. In the pit. He, he doesn't just sit on the edge of the pit and say, well, 
I'm, I'm here if you want to get yourself out of that pit. He doesn't kind of just stand off to the side. He actually meets us in our mess and brings joy and hope and peace. Is anyone grateful for a God who does that? I'm grateful for a God who's with me in the pit. You know, I was thinking, Jesus, you know, he, he isn't a fancy restaurant with dress codes and a minimum spend. Jesus is like the Uber Eats guy who comes to you, who knocks on your door and says, hey, if you want it, I've got it. If you'll let me in, I've got hope. I've got joy. I've got peace. I have got what you need. I'm not standing off afar saying, well, look, sorry, mate, you can't get in here with shorts. I'm coming to your door saying, let me in. I have got hope, the hope that... You need. So I'm not alone in, in my pit. Hope is who Jesus is. And if my hope is in Him, it doesn't matter what's happening around me. It doesn't matter what pit I might find myself in. I have access to hope. Are you grateful for that this morning? Hey, even when I'm alone, I'm not alone. Jesus is with me. And I think this changes how we interact with God. It goes from feeling like we have to call God down from heaven into our situation, kind of praying harder and, and, and more strenuous so that God might come and intervene. It shifts from that to just acknowledging, God, you're already with me. God, you're already working. I'm not alone in this place. You are with me and you are for me. It goes from having to ask for something to just needing to receive it. And I think that's a powerful shift that we need to make. So Jesus coming, entering into our mess to bring order. He loves us and He's with us right where we are, but He's too good to leave us that way. And that leads me to my second thought is that He's the way out of the pit. Jesus is with me in the pit and Jesus is the way out of my pit. That's the good news of Easter, that I don't have to actually live a life in the pit, that He wants to bring me back into a place of hope. He, I don't have to live hopeless and discouraged and distraught. He wants to bring me into a place of hope and peace and joy. He's the way out of the pit. Jesus isn't like, uh, He doesn't just meet you in the pit and say, oh, you poor thing. Oh, Look how tough it is for you in the pit. Uh, in, in Japanese, they say, oh, kawaii so, kawaii so, oh, you poor thing. Uh, Jesus doesn't do that. Jesus might meet us in the pit, but the way that he meets us is, hey, it's tough, but I can see a way out. Hey, you might not be able to see a way through, but I've got a way through. Hey, you might feel like you're stuck in this pit, but you're not alone here and you don't have to stay here. I can help you get out of the pit. Jesus is, and that's the cross. It's, it's confirmation for all time that we can be confident no matter what, that we can have hope that the debt of sin has been paid, that whatever we might feel like was holding us back or holding us in the pit, that is no longer a thing because Jesus came and died on the cross for us. He meets us in the pit and, and to quote Jeremiah 29, 11, I can just picture, meet, he meets us in the pit and says, I know the plans I have for you, declare this Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Jesus meets you in your pit and says, hey, let's go. There's a place of hope. There's a place of perspective. There's a place where this isn't final. Your failure isn't final. There is a way forward out of your pit, out of your witness, out of your, your wilderness. So I want to encourage us, hey, if you're feeling hopeless, Jesus is the place to turn to. And I think he does this in two practical ways, in two ways, which is practical and spiritual. I think it's like the two wheels of a bicycle when it comes to living our faith out with Jesus. We need, we need both wheels in order for it to function correctly. And we, we've got to get this tension between practical and spiritual and, 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 and hold it in balance because sometimes people 
go all spiritual, right? Maybe you've seen someone like this and it's like they're in a challenging time and they're down and it's like, well, just you just got to pray about it. You just got to pray more. And yes, that's true and that's good, but also maybe get more than two hours sleep a night if you can. And, and maybe actually it's a good idea to like not spend so much time on social media or maybe, not, maybe don't compare yourself to other people so much. In the same sense, sometimes we can get so practical about things that we forget that Jesus actually wants to change something on the inside of us, that He's powerful, that He can bring hope to the hopeless, that He can bring vision to the depressed, that He can lift us into joy out of a place of sadness. So we've got to get the two things in balance, practical and spiritual. The practical things being eat well. If you want more hope, maybe start eating well. Maybe get a better sleep. Maybe it's time to relax and refresh. Maybe don't spend so much time on social media. Uh, that, was, that was me this week. It was funny as I was preparing this message, I kind of prepared it. And then later in the week, um, I was feeling pretty down. Hey, and, and I realized I'm in the pit. And I realized I'm preaching about this on the weekend. I can't stay in the pit. <laughs> and and I, I had to stop and, and be like, I need to do some practical things. And, and I need to get spiritually active in a sense. I, I, like, you know, I need to pray about this. And I need to put some worship music on and, and kind of surrender my will to God's will. And, and, and I need to actually lean in. And I need to open my Bible and say, God, would you speak to me about my situation? But then I realized there were some practical things I needed to do as well. I realized that, man, I was killing a lot of time on social media. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed this somewhat new feature Facebook has where you can just keep scrolling through videos um, forever. <laughs> and, and even the YouTube app has it now. It's like YouTube shorts. It's like sweet. And then it's like, oh my goodness. I, I looked at my history and it was like, you watched 47 videos. And I was like, oh, that's, that's not probably helping me to get out of the pit. But that's the good news. It brings us hope that Jesus is with us in the pit, but he also wants to provide a way out, that it's not all spiritual and it's not all practical. It's the two wheels of a bicycle. We've got to lean into God and maybe we've actually got to make some good decisions to get us out of that pit. I hope this is being helpful this morning. I, I realize that this is not, thank, thank, that's good. I, I, I realize this is not groundbreaking. But I think it's foundational that if we can live from a place of hope, we can live with perspective, we can live with joy, if we can get our, our hope set and from the source. So he's with us in the pit. He's the way out of the pit. I've put pits in all the points so you can remember easier, okay? If you're taking notes, there's pits in all of them. Uh, the final thought is that he actually keeps me from the pit. You know, it, like it said in that psalm, it's like you've brought me up from the place of the grave and you stop me from falling into the pit. And, and, and it's funny, it's once you experience that kind of hope, that, that darkness to light moment, that, that perspective returning, it's amazing how that's just where you want to live, but how occasionally we can find ourselves in the pit again. <laughs> Almost like I said with me this week, it was like, hang on, I'm, I've just, I've lost my perspective. I've, I'm so worried about everything that's happening around me that I've actually forgotten to hope. And I've forgotten to hold on to hope and to step in to hope. It's amazing how quickly we can fall back into those things. We can slip back into that pit kind of thinking. But I don't know about you. I want to live a life that avoids the pit. Does anyone, no one here I'm assuming is like, you know what, the pit sounds like fun. I'm going to lie in the pit forever. That sounds like the place I want to be. I want to live a life that is out of the pit. And I mean, practically, I need to identify behavior that leads me into the pit. 
I've got to actually look at my life. And, and when I end up in a place of being down and, and hopeless, it's like, how did I get here? And I want to avoid that. But at the same time, I have to recognize that we're no longer victims. We're actually living as victorious. And today being Palm Sunday, kind of that's one of the images of Palm Sunday is Jesus entering the city as a victorious king to say, you know what? You might've been under the rule of sin, but no longer you have victory. You don't have to live as a victim to your circumstances. You can live as somebody who is free. And I can be confident that even when I end up in the pit, Jesus is the way out of the pit. I love what it says in Romans 8, 37 to 39. It says, No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life. And as I read this, I recognize, I just want to just break out of that for a second. We've all heard this scripture a lot, probably some of us. Probably a lot of us who've been in church longer than me have heard this many more times than I have. But, but can we just read this and think about it as it applies to our life? I want to start again. No, in all these things, what are all these things for you? What are you facing that you would say is all these things? It could be health challenges. It could be finance challenges. It could be family breakdown. It could be just all these things. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Hey, that stuff, it's not final. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Hey, the message of Easter is that I don't actually have to live as a victim to my circumstances anymore. But the message of Easter is that no matter what my past is, Jesus can write a different story. The message of Easter is that even though I grew up in broken homes with a broken family and I've never seen a great image of of marriage, I can actually have vision and hope for a better marriage. I can actually believe that I'm going to be a fantastic husband. I can believe that I'm going to be an amazing father, even though my father on earth maybe wasn't the best image of what a father was. It's, it, it's, it's confidence that just because you've never been around a good role model when it comes to finance, you don't have to struggle your whole life, that you can actually be secure when it comes to the area of finances. This is the message of the cross people, that I'm no longer a victim, but that I can be victorious, that I don't have to be held down by what my past is, but I can have this confident hope that my life is leading upwards and that even when I'm in the pit, Jesus is with me, I am not alone, and He is making a way through it for me. You can be confident that you are more than a conqueror. It's the message of Easter. Jesus wasn't defeated by the grave. He defeated it and rose again. So whatever I'm facing, I have this confident hope that God is with me, that God is making a way, and that I don't actually have to live as a victim in my life any longer. And friend, I hope that brings you hope this morning. I just feel like maybe there's some people, maybe you've just lost sight that you're, you've lost sight of the fact that you're not alone. Maybe it's felt like you're alone. And this morning, you've just got to recognize, no, Jesus is with me. He's close to the brokenhearted. He's, he's close to the crushed. You know, maybe there's even some things in your life and you've started to just submit to the fact that that might be your life. I'm just, that's, that's, that's how it is. I'm just, I was, I've been in this pit for a long time and that's in the pit is where I'm going to say. And maybe this morning, you've just got to get some fresh hope that, that Jesus can actually provide a way through it. That, that not only is he with you in it, 
He actually wants you to be a victor. He wants you to overcome. He wants you to step back into a place of perspective. He wants to give you that experience of coming out from the jungle onto the top of the mountain and seeing the broad horizons of life. And maybe, again, maybe there are some things that, yeah, you've just felt victim, like a victim to, and, and you need that encouragement that, no, you're, you're more than a conqueror. You're amazing. You're doing a great job. And God's with you, and God's helping you, and you're going to get through it. Hey, I've got some questions just as I wrap up this morning. First one, are you living out of hope or the whole? If you look at your life this morning, and, and I hope we're doing that. I hope that's why we're quiet. I hope it's because we're reflecting and thinking about our life. Am I living out of hope or am I living out of the whole? Am I living in a way that reflects, man, I've got this confident hope that no matter what happens to me, I'm going to be okay, that God's making a way through it? Or am I living in a way that is obvious? I'm only seeing a foot in front of me. I'm only seeing what I'm faced with right now. I'm only f- seeing the, the, the challenges of today and tomorrow. I'm not actually seeing with that broad picture. Second question, have you given up on getting out of the pit? I just I really felt this on my heart as I was preparing this week that maybe there's some people here and there's, there's some kind of challenge in your life and you've just, maybe it was actually like your biggest prayer request 10 years ago. Like 10 years ago, if there was prayer requests, that was the number one thing. And like, it's like over the past little while, you've actually lost hope for that. And you've just kind of conceded that maybe this is how life's going to be. Can I just encourage you this morning? Maybe it's time to get your hopes up again. The Bible actually says, hope in Jesus doesn't disappoint. And I think the message of the world is don't get your hopes up. You might get disappointed. The message of Jesus is get your hopes up. He can make a way. He's your provider. He's more than a conqueror. You can be more than a conqueror with Him at work within you. And the final thought, does your life reflect the confidence of a victor? Again, when you hit a challenge, is is it like, you know what? There's already a way through this. Or is it that the whole world starts crashing down? I think it'd be a great thing for us just to reflect on our lives. Does my life reflect being a victor or does it reflect being a victim? Hey, would you stand with me this morning? I'd love to pray for us. I hope you're encouraged by it. I hope that if you're feeling a little bit hopeless, there's a little bit of hope back in your tank. And um, I'd love to just pray over all of us. Jesus, I just thank you for every person here. I thank you that you're with us in our darkest moment. In the most challenging moment, we're not alone. And I also thank you, Jesus, that you don't leave us there. You provide a way out of the hole, out of the pit, and into the fullness of life that you have for us. And I just pray that you would give us all the confidence of victors as we walk out into our world this week, that we wouldn't be undone by the situations and the circumstances around us, but we would be confident in the hope that is you. In Jesus' name, amen. And hey, just in this last moment, I'd love to just, you know, maybe you even knew around church. Maybe you've never heard this message of hope before. Maybe uh, in the past, the image you've seen in, in Christians has not been one of, of hope, of a confident hope. I, I want to encourage you that God actually wants to give you hope as well. And you might feel like you're really far from God, but God is so close to you. In fact, He's already working in you and, and He wants you to, I guess, just acknowledge that. And I'd love to give you the opportunity this morning just to make that decision of, hey, I want to actually go on that journey of following Jesus. I want to actually maybe experience 
that hope. And, and if that's you, you could do something as simple as inside your heart, in, on the inside, just in, in your inner thoughts, just praying something like, Jesus, would you touch me with your hope? And, and I really believe that as you walk out of this place, you're going to walk out of here with a fresh hope, a fresh perspective. You're not alone. God is with you. God is for you.